there you go. How are you, you doing? Hear me okay? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Oh, this is great. I'm glad we got a chance to do this. It's um. Are you still at the are you still at the gym? Are you finishing up? Yeah, yeah. Just uh, just did a quick workout after a, a bit of teaching online. Oh, oh good. Of course, you know it's um, it, uh, you're going into level two tomorrow, aren't you? So um, exactly. Yep. Exactly. Yeah. It's weird that I just picked up Rico from uh, Master Rimmer's class tonight, and uh, so you know we don't notice it down here. So you guys up in Auckland, far up. Yeah. How's that? Uh, how's that gone with the students? Are they? Um, have you um, have you done many online teaching before? Just um, given the nature of the work. But yeah, to be um, last last year we um, we did a bunch. You know, we did a massive amount of it. To be honest, we just moved wow. quickly, and um, yeah, we didn't miss like a single lesson. Actually, just wow. everything online straight away. It was pretty hectic. It was pretty weird sitting alone in the gym here. Uh, coaching by myself <laughs> you sound really far away just as you say that hey but we'll just get going have a, have oh, really? a chat yeah no yeah that's really cool and um i've started recording it's all good stuff and um <laughs> hey um this is augie um Stuntstruck. ordinary people doing extraordinary things and um we're into it in 2021 and uh, one of the things that um one of the people i've been really wanting to talk to is um carl van roon if you want to know about Carl, Google him. And um, but um, uh, before uh, before I start asking Carl and talking to him today, I I met him on the set of The Hobbit um, for the very first time. I've heard a little bit of, of him, um, and he was one of the the new kids on the block. And uh, recently, we just worked together as a lead double for Jay Ryan on a movie that will come out later this year on October 15th. And um, um, and as we grow in our audience with um, with Stunstruck podcast, um, you know, one of the things that I was really keen to do from the start is that there's so many people I look up to and. Uh, in the business and their materials online. You can listen to them, there's videos and uh, the legends are out there. And, um, but at the same time, you know, I really felt that um, there was uh, this gap of 18 to 30 year old who are coming into the business. And it's actually a great time to start in the business, 18 to 30 year old, people who've had a life coming into the business and who are bringing in some really good uh, life experience. And, um, and uh, one of the things I noticed particularly, and i from my point of view, is that I, um, as a stunt coordinator, it's a really breath of fresh air to have somebody like Carl come in. And um, it was really kind of cool to be able to introduce him to my cast as a guy who knows, I, I, I remember using these words, and I, I wasn't prepped for it, but I was just starting to talk about Carl to the, to the cast. I just said, Carl knows what it's like to stand on a podium. And he also knows what it's like to help people, assist people to that same podium as well. And um, uh, reflecting back on it, as we we're prepping for this podcast, uh, a discussion I had with the actor, Jay Ryan, and uh, just how much he said he, his confidence grew in one session with Carl. And even watching that process happen from the moment they met to two or three hours later, just a transformative kind of three hours for, for Jay. And um, the... I was talking with another stunt coordinator last night about 
you know, how important it is that when, the, and, how, and how wonderful it is when, as a coordinator, when you've made a decision and when the actor goes, hey, can you use my double wherever you can? <laughs> he makes me look great. And I think that's, uh, I think that's a, a, something that a team can celebrate, you know, and, and as a cohort, I think you've done, you've done one right decision. And then, of course, and also for the performer, it's validation that uh, you're obviously using the person and, the, um, you know, they're finding, well, you know, you've got the right man or right woman for the job. And I think there was a case here. Hey, Carl, um, as we get going tonight, you know, um, just take us back to our first meeting was on The Hobbit. Is that correct? Yeah, I believe that's just, right. Yeah, just tell us a little bit about your background. How did you start? Uh, into the business and you know the, the you know the the journey leading up to that. I mean, I mean, uh, and it's a book in itself. I I can see that. But in the terms of the podcast, you know, and it's like just just give us a little bit of a rundown. You coming into the business and that's ten years ago. Is that right? Yeah, ten eleven years ago. Um, I had the first job ever I got to work on was with uh, Mark Harris. Shout out to Mark Harris. Um, yeah, productions, yeah. Um, gotta love Mark. Um, still working with him uh, to this day. In fact, he was on that that same production with us. Yes, that's right. Um, rigging up cars and flipping flipping them and things, as he does. Um, yeah. yeah. So appreciation to Mark. He actually gave me my first job. It was on a series of Power Rangers. If I'm not mistaken, it was the Super Samurai series. It was about 11 years ago. Um, and, um, you know, some things change, but some things remain the same, still jumping around in spandex, um, doing the odd bit of work on Power Rangers for Mark Harris. Um, so, you know, it's always a good time. Um, yeah. Yeah. On that, um, you know, on that note, I think Power Rangers is really a show that's been, what, been shooting here in New Zealand since 2002, I think. Yeah. It's, mate, it's, and, um, and I think every stunt guy in New Zealand who can fit into spandex and do a flip and land on their back has probably done their time in that and um yeah carry on that's awesome. yeah it's it's, it's kind of like the Shortland Street of the stunt uh, industry isn't it it's like yeah. a training ground almost um yeah look um that was that was my first job um I uh did a few more productions um after that point um I originally came from a martial arts background obviously um and uh, then I spent a bit of time living over in, uh, in Australia, on the Gold Coast primarily. And it was at that point that um, I think Tim Wong got in touch with me first and invited me to come over to do The Hobbit and do some doubling for um, Lee Pace, um, was the actor's name. So I just right. there and, um, you know, still pretty green at the time and still learning a lot. Um, yeah, and I think that's when we first got in touch, were we? Yeah. yeah. I think, you know, when I talk to overseas people and uh, it's not uncommon uh, for New Zealand for, well, it's not common either, but when you get the right person, it's, it's all about timing, I find, to for you to be at that stage of your career to um, to be doubling like such an, a significant character on the biggest production in the world happening at that time. Yeah, I was yeah. super pumped. <laughs> I was <laughs> over the time. Oh, man, I was super, I was like, yeah, yeah, it was awesome. Yeah. Yeah, and I remember Lee, you know, I think also for Lee, I didn't really know who he was, you know, a really quality guy as well, I really liked him, and um, in, uh, when I first met him, we, I did an archery session with him, and, you know, just such a great guy, he's got such a neat presence, and, um, and, you know, and 
when you look at when you look at it from a coordinator's point of view, you're kind of sizing people up, going, "Who the heck is best for this?" Because he's always got that that straight, uh, you know, it, you know, the way I call it, you know, they're walking around with a carrot up their bum, you know, these guys. Yeah, they, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And he's such a and he's such a cool guy. We talked hunting and all sorts of things, and um, and it kind of made sense, you know. And this is what I love about Tim Wong. You know, he'd like he obviously when you arrived, it was kind of like, hey. Yeah, I get it. It'll work. <laughs> it'll, it'll work. And, and even from my, from my, at that stage, I could tell that you were green, but it was just something right about that uh, at the time. You know, it was really cool. And so, um, you know, the, the um, obviously, you know, we were building on the existing strength that perhaps the martial arts was the thing that brought you into the industry. Or was it something else? Yeah, it was 100% martial arts, you know. Um, it's pretty stereotypical story. I grew up watching every Jackie Chan, Donnie Yen, Bruce Lee, Van Damme movie I could find. And yeah, yeah, that, that had always inspired me to try and, uh, I suppose, break into the industry and inspire others um, with the same sort of thing that inspired me to become, to really go hard down, down the martial arts route and, and compete around the world. Yeah. And on that note, look, look, looking at it at the moment, like, um, Media is such a, a big part of, you know, the average kid growing up. You know, when I look back on the influential action movies of the of my childhood, Bruce Lee was right there. Uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger, you know, yeah. uh, you know, Sylvester Die Hard, you know, Sylvester Stallone with his Rambo. Those are my generation of stuff. And um, um, but the, apart from apart from um, Bruce Lee. And all those other characters that I followed up on, you know, the stuff they did kind of only existed in movies, unless you're a soldier, kind of blowing, you know, being a terrorist somewhere. Martial arts was something that you could actually tangibly kind of do week to yeah. week. You could, you could go to school. So in your mind, like you're running Van Rood Martial Arts now, what's what's getting people interested in coming to martial arts at this stage in your is it still the movies or is it the fact that live sport is so big or is it um, what do you think the percentage is in your mind people are coming to martial arts yeah i think there's a few different things i mean i think i think cinema and film and tv always um you know creates uh creates interest as the social media and also the renaissance of um mixed martial arts, this rise of mixed martial arts as being more mainstream, I think as well. But then I also think like, from my own perspective, I think people, you know, they have a, they, they want a sense of genuine, they want a sense of authenticity, they want to feel something, um, they want to, they want self-discipline for themselves and their children. They want, um, they want to explore things on a deeper level. You know, there's so much superficiality with what we do. And, you know, ironically, in the film and TV industry, it can be some of the most superficial of all. Um, but yet it can also be really inspiring. And so with what I do as a, as a, as a martial artist, it's, it's about blending traditional values with innovation and with excitement and with um, modern training methods. So, yeah, I, 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 see, I see many different influences in why people come today. But many of them are still just about good old-fashioned values. And, I mean, you know yourself, Augie, with your son who trains in martial arts too, you know? Surely that's an attraction, isn't it? Yeah. No, look, I, I totally agree. Like, if people would ask you, is it because you want him to get into stunts? And um, no, not at all. You know, I remember the, um, you know, I, 
I remember growing up as a kid, Muhammad Ali was a big influence. And our parents and our elders in, encouraged us to box and fight. And, uh, and I know that was kind of the, the, the background to it all, but, this, but also reflected what was going on in the community, boxing, where people just loved the sport of boxing. Uh, when it came to my son, uh, one of the things that we were not negotiable as parents is that you've got to swim. You know, we're surrounded by water, especially here in New Zealand. So you've got to, and, you know, we've hit that, right? And one of the things with Rico particularly, I could tell that he was going to be a big boy. And, uh, and I felt that when I was a kid, I was a bigger kid than most in my class. And, um, and I really, and because it was sports that helped me control my size. Mm. Mm. And, and, it helped, and it actually helped me become a more gentler guy around the, nice. the, 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 the people who were, um, I guess, slower in the growing process. And we sure. all caught up, we were about, yeah. And, I, and I've seen that development with my son, you know, like tonight, he, he, you know, he had his first time back this year and it was of injuries and he accidentally kicked the guy and he felt really gutted himself. And uh, it's it just like that whole thing is so real with him. You know, he's aware that he's, uh, he's a, what is it? He's 15 years old. He's uh, 99 kilos right now, six foot two. Wow. wow. And, uh, you know, and <laughs> yeah, when, so when he throws a kick at me, I, <laughs> yeah, you watch out, right? Yeah, well, that's, that's great, right. isn't it? That's awesome to be able to reconcile, I think, with masculinity. It's awesome to be able to reconcile courage with compassion, you know? Yes, that's right. Just yeah. not be tough and you can't, and then, you know, not have the balance to that. So, yeah. And look, and I think if he's, um, if he chooses to pursue the stunt road, you know, and uh, which I know is one of the things that's on his peripheries, you know, he's, he's, he's talented in several things, uh, and this volleyball steals him. Um, you know, I know that there's a, he's going to be surrounded by people who, who get him. Uh, you know, he's that second generation uh, person. I like your daughters, if they ever choose to go down the path of films, you know, that you know, you know in your mind that there are people that you're rubbing shoulders with that you can entrust your children to, to yeah. steer them in the, <laughs> the right direction. In the right direction. And um, yeah, look, uh, yeah, the goal was never to become a stunt person, but I know that there's enough skill there that if he decides at one point that there's a, there's a job there for him. Uh, Master Rimmer has been doing a great job with him. And uh, yet, um, down here and in, in on Hey, so um, just tell us a little bit about the school at the moment, because, you know, I, I noticed that, um, you know, our industry, particularly right now, and the, you know, we live here in New Zealand and, um, you know, the game of stunts. And at the same time, you've got this amazing school. Uh, you've trained some great fighters. I've been to some tournaments and the people proudly wearing the Van Roon's brand. And um, they wear it so proudly and they speak so well of it. And, uh, um, and um, you know, and you can really see the point of difference in, 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 the, in, in some of these tournaments. With the, and it just happens right from the moment they walk in. It's really cool, you know. Thank you. They're, wear, they're wearing the brand. Um, how do you keep this balance going? You know, um, because you're a wanted man. Uh, you have a set of skills that is obviously that we need in the business. And um, and it's an industry that it often, if you're out of sight, you're out of mind. Yeah, so true. And, <laughs> and um, you know, and I was able to, we were really lucky to have you for what, two and a half weeks uh, down there. And we were talking, we were Loved pretty it. much in a, it was amazing. It was amazing. And um Yes, I have, I have, I have, how's that balancing act? And then, of course, you know, uh, you know, before tonight and um, 
I was thinking about the fact, you know, the other day you had a date with your little girl and then you've got, um, you've got two girls and you've got a family, you've got this martial arts group. Just how, how do you balance these things? Because all these things need to be happening at a, at a hundred percent. You can't take shortcuts in any of them. There's no, there's no balance. There's no balance. <laughs> well, first of all, first of all, it's seven days a week, every week. And uh, there is no balance. Um, and it's all blessings, um, uh, which is fantastic. <laughs> but, um, but, you know, my, I have to give a shout out to my partner, Marnie. Um, really, she, she, without her, it would just be, it would just come to a grinding halt, you know? Yeah. Both, both as um, my, my partner and what we do here with our martial arts facility, um, um, and, or, and, and as a mother to our two children, um, and my best friend, you know, she's just, just a legend, eh? So yeah. first that, and then, and then second, um, yeah, it's, it's, um, it's full, it's full on every day, you know, yeah. every, every day is packed, like whether it's, um, you know, um, the general parenting things, fitting in my own training, um, film and TV work, um, coaching or coaching coaches, um, working online, producing new material. Um, yeah, it's, it's wow. a so what, what I will say I'm blessed with as well, though, is I've, I've been doing Vanderbilt martial arts for coming on six years now. And I, we have taken the time to be able to, um, to build some really great coaching staff, you know, that it can assist me who have mm. um, skills, some real um, top young guns and older ones too, about half a dozen different coaches that specialize in different areas that work with me. And um, they're just only getting stronger and better every time. So, you know, shout out to them for uh, supporting me as well with that. Well, for sure. Oh, that sounds amazing. And how do how does it work in the? And do you sense like, um, you know, you know, you're the, you know, you're the captain, and um, you know, and, and one thing I really do love about the martial arts community is that um, who are coming into stances, most people I know identify themselves in their jobs and what in terms of their idea I don't know. a lot of martial arts I know it's their thing it's yeah. the thing that is a, is a really transformative part of their uh, significant part of their upbringing they see themselves as fighters and and um, the you know apart from um, uh, obviously winning belts and trophies and stuff like that how much do you think in the back of your mind that some of these people are looking at sort of films Perhaps there's probably another alternative to take some of this, um, mm. some of the training that they're doing. I mean, that's got it in this day and age because when I look at the amount of uh, stuff online of people's training, and um, well, admittedly, a lot of my algorithms tells me stunt people who are doing martial arts. So I, there's still a whole bunch of people <laughs> there who don't know about stunt work. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think, uh, yeah, I think, I think you're right. I, uh, where, well, I'll give you an example. Um, a really common question I get when I'm traveling and it's not COVID time and I'm doing seminars overseas in Europe or in the Americas and things, people will often ask about film and TV and they're, they're always very curious as to how I got into it. Um, I think like you said, it's a tremendous time for people to get involved in the industry right now. And when I look at how busy everything is, like last year, I just felt like it was one job to the next, you know, which is, which is amazing. It's fantastic. And I'm really stoked and, you know, touch wood, fingers crossed, it continues to be like that. 
Understood. Um, but um, yeah, I I love the way that things um, connect together. And you know, as as for you know the identity as a as a martial artist versus a stunt performer, um, I just enjoy not having too many labels on it. You know, and just enjoy expressing expressing art, whether it's martial art or film and TV, and and I, and I also just love learning and evolving, you know, so any opportunity to do so, like joining yourself recently on production was awesome. Um, and just continuing to meet inspiring people. It keeps me fresh and I feel like it keeps me motivated mm. and passionate as a coach. So mm. I, um, I noticed that, um, you know, I think labels are often can sometimes work against people kind of if you if you attach too strong a label to what you do. Oh, he's a, he or she is that, you know, and, um, and you know, the, and the film industry is very good. People can conveniently label people to, you know, for, to further their own course sometimes, you know, like you don't want to be a motorcyclist is all they do. You know, you don't want to just be a horse guy. You're in a yeah. <laughs> and, um, and one of the things about stunt work in general is that there's so many opportunities to do new things because you can, we can get away with a lot of stunt men and women, you know. I remember just recently, you and I, we got to wear, you know, some black gear, some cop gear, drive cars, yeah. you know, hang out a helicopter. Helicopters. You know, <laughs> awesome. like, you know well, what job description is that? Oh, well, you know, incredible. It is. It really is incredible. And, um, you know, um, just like, um, and, I mean, I noticed that, um, you know, in our work, and I'm not going to, it was easy to adapt your skills into what we were doing. Um, uh, admit, uh, you know, oft, what I do often in a job is, I, you know, you kind of have to prioritize and economize in terms of, but find the most economical way to achieve the end goal with the right people. And uh, it doesn't mean to say you're going to, not one person, especially on a show with limited time timetable and also budget. Uh, so you want to be able to get them best out of your your team or individuals and uh in your case you know you come in with the experience that you've got as a as a double and then also this teaching background knowing that you can coach our actor to a certain level in a certain time frame you probably have shortcuts techniques and i think that came in through and you're combining a whole lot of skills but i think um, most of all in there was that um you know the um um, was also the ability for you to adapt mm. to um, to the things that were that was going to make this particular production unique in itself. You know the specialty. You know? Um, so it was a it was a combination of what you what you would bring to the production, or what the production would kind of do to you, and how you would respond to that. Like we were working in the the wild west of New Zealand. Yeah, and, uh, we're talking man, <laughs> wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> something, that, something that really stood out for me with that was um, was the influence of the you know the Maori culture, the Te Reo Maori that was used on a daily basis on production. That was awesome. Um, it felt really special, you know, the waiata that was sung, the haka that were done during um, mm. karakia that were given. That that was that was, and and it felt like a kind of a, a hidden world that we were led into that was really epic and um yeah and you know thank you I, I i to be honest that's our work together on that and training jay and being able to coach 
as a double, but also as a, you know, as a fight coach. Mm-hmm. All camera was really exciting for me. I really, really enjoyed being able to apply my skills in a different way. So, yeah, yeah. I really yeah, enjoyed doing more of that. Yeah. How, how have you found the um, adapting your, was it, um, is it a big transition across that? Uh, like coming from a, um, like in terms of, I, like I, I find you now when you're on set, as soon as you start coaching, you're thinking like a fight choreographer for film. And um, and sometimes I kind of have to hold you back a little bit because, you know, like I can see <laughs> problems further down the track, you know, because I'm trying to see how this little, what we're doing today is going to fit into the bigger picture. And sure. um, and sometimes us coordinators can't afford to give too much information away just for that very reason. And it's protecting the actor, not so much the, uh, and not so much the, the, the trainer is protecting the actors in terms of trying to understand how they're processing this day in relation to another day. And um it's um so I, I see you kind of developing naturally as a fight uh, choreographer and uh, and uh, did that something that just um how quickly how soon into the industry did you kind of click to to that sort of approach because it's um because some people take a lot longer before they find their voice it seems like something to me that was coming quite natural to you yeah yeah I felt like um I kind of feel like that's a natural fit for me and I'm yeah. really excited about it. I, I feel grateful to do more of it. I did a lot more of it last year with a few different, you know, a few different productions mm. of people. And um, I obviously, martial arts and if we had a Venn diagram, if martial arts is one circle and stunt, uh, fight choreography for film is another, then there's a part of it that crosses over and there's a whole part that doesn't. Mm. And, but what I do think does cross over tremendously is people skills and coaching skills. And I feel like that, that's probably the, yeah, that, that's where I feel like it just felt immediately natural, you know, to create rapport and to, like you said, have shortcuts to teach beginners movement skills or um, ways to describe things. So, yeah, that, that, was, that felt really natural. Uh, it's interesting you touched that, you know, that circle in the middle, I think, where uh, that people, the rapport with people, that's actually the the bridge that uh, that's actually the bridge that can take uh, that that can you can make shortcuts on and actually it enables um, like from my point of view if the fact that you were relating with your actor in such a natural way you could see him just growing by every fifteen minutes this guy is just, yeah he's standing so differently good. he's uh, he, he's talking differently you know just yeah. the way he stands was 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 looking different <laughs> and, uh, and, and and it's uh, and so, you know, and one thing I noticed with that process, you know, and I, I hope that people really can listen to this. And it, it wasn't so much about, uh, to me, from what I was saying, you you were actually saying and doing very little, you know, but I just, I, I felt that there was like this connection that was going on between the two of you and you can just see him going, okay, I got this guy. I know him, you know, you know, it's, um, um, it was it was a series of little blocks, and you know, one plus one didn't equals two. One plus one was equal six. You know, it was like it was that kind of that sort of growth. And I, I think part of that, um, uh, I think, uh, and I, I know everybody's this, uh, has this resource, and I know with it, I, one thing I do in my job is that I promote the people before they come, so people know. I tell a little bit of a biography, and that, what that does is also gives people a bit of a head start. And I know that. Um, our actors would have done their research on you prior to it. And so I think that helps um, that, you know, that, that helps uh, 
uh, because I do that. I I research the people who come before I meet them, so I'm a little bit uh, prepped as well. So I can get the most out of the one hour or two hours with them. And I, and I feel now that um, it's really important that people control their media really well and what's uh, what's online about them. And yours is really good, by the way. So it's solid and. Uh, and um, so I think that's really it's crucial, and um, and I know that uh, my director particularly was really taken. He was like, "Whoa, there's royalty here!" And it's like, and he started throwing, he was starting to spy with me. Go away, go make a movie. Let us trade the actor. He's <laughs> a cool guy. Oh, look, that's um, that's really cool, man. And um, look in the. So on in that job, you know, like it was uh, such a versatile team. You know, you were the fight trainer. You're training our actors. You're training other standees, you know, and uh, getting involved with the choreography with Tori and Maddie and I were able to, you know, you know, we were the bricks of the department, so we can do the falls, do the crashes, and um, you know, Mark coming in doing his stuff with the cars. Um, the in terms of um, um, the industry, it's kind of like organized chaos, and the martial arts world especially ITF, which I know you mm. through, and my boy does that. You know, the structure that's in that. Um, in terms of the way a film industry runs, uh, you know, you can chew our, our, our last project up if you want, but even in the shows that you've been on, do you, do you see a, a natural structure in the film industry compared, or is it, um, is it chaotic? It's... Um, mm. Um, it's, it's kind of amazing that we get as much done as we do in the film industry, considering the number of moving parts and everything and how chaotic it can feel on an even day and how quickly things change. Yeah. Um, so that's, that's a lot of variables there and time constraints and things, which is kind of different. It's sort of like a really unique beast, isn't it? Um, yeah. In terms of the comparison to martial arts, one thing that I think is really um, a sound comparison is... Um, the hierarchy, and I don't mean that in a disrespectful or a bad way at all. In fact, I think it's quite a good thing. Having a solid hierarchy where you have coordinators, assistant coordinators, um, choreographers, senior performers, junior performers, and hopefully the way it works, as it would work in martial arts with a, with a sensei or a senpai or a kohai, if you use Japanese terminology, for example, mm -hmm. seniors and juniors, is that the, the seniors you know, mentor the juniors. And in return for learning and knowledge, the juniors um, within reasonable grounds will do whatever the seniors need and to support the production or support um, improvement or support the greater good um, for what it has been trying to be achieved. So, you know, I think, I think in that way, um, as long as everything's done in goodwill, it's really, you know, it's a really beneficial system to have mm. that structure and respect um, between stunties. And it seems to be like there's a lot of like kind of non-verbal, um, non-written rules about how you operate as a stunt performer or how you operate on set and there's a certain mm. culture um, which is really something special to be a part of and you can only kind of appreciate once you get involved um, mm -hmm. yeah so you know there are some well, things that are similar and some that are different one of the uh, you know one of the, the tricky things that we are having to deal with at the moment well not tricky I think some people struggle with it and uh, I know that I feel like the longer now that I've been coordinating, the better equipped I am for it because I worry about stuff less. And that is um, uh, people are coming in now with way more information into the business mm -hmm. than I did when I started. 
And uh, and I often think about organizations like the martial arts um, group, even sports, they have to deal with the fact that you've got this structure that you've got. You know, uh, the jiu-jitsu club that I was part of, you know, goes in the very first newsletter, uh, they were almost encouraging us not to watch YouTube. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Don't come and do stuff you've seen on YouTube, that kind of stuff. And uh, and so what we're seeing at the moment is that a whole lot of people come in with these amazing showreels before they even start. And mm. they've ticked all these boxes and they've got... And um, I don't know... And I think what some of the challenges with, uh, I guess, with some... With the industry is that, you know, and I can especially in the era now that I sincerely sort of starting to see that we're in the era of making content when mm. and there's so much content requirement and there's different budgets that comes with that. So all of a sudden now you've got um, a person who's an 18-year-old can do one thing and all of a sudden they're, they're a superstar all of a sudden. And, you know, there's so much requirement now for young actors doing stuff and they need young doubles doing stuff, especially the growth of parkour and some of the, which is a young person's. uh, um, And a lot of those guys, they do have their own structure within that, but to fit that into, um, um, to to fit that into a stunt community, um, it's like the guy who's, you know, who's on his motorbike, yeah, since he was seven and trying to sort of find a place for them in the industry and with the you know it's one thing to ride a motorbike but it's another thing to make a living in stunts but, yeah <laughs> and, so much of it comes down to communication and collaboration and people skills doesn't it yeah and that's where i see like yourself or other coordinators i mean that's really what you're doing right you're collaborating for the vision yeah, I think one thing I'm definitely trying to do is think um, creatively enough, um, you know, that um, that you can keep the interest of the old guys, the experience, you can attract experience, but at the same time, you want to bring in that, that fresh ideas that yeah, we were, when, when, I, when I was in my 20s, it felt like we were operating out of the skin of our teeth, but that's what that's what worked. And, and we could do that because we were allowed to, we were given permission to do it by some old people. <laughs> and, uh, and so we, and I guess that's kind of it at the moment is that I want to celebrate what these young people are doing. And, um, you know, the, some of the moves these people are doing in some of these Taekwondo videos, I never, you know, they're for show, they're great, but, 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 but we can definitely use that. <laughs> It's incredible how things progress, isn't it? You know, like um, yeah, with everything. Doing a backflip on a doing a backflip on a motorbike a while ago seemed to be like a big deal. Now it seems like everybody's doing double backflips. So I don't know if they're up to triples or what. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Back in the day, it was amazing to see Van Dam doing a, do a, a jumping spinning kick. Now guys are doing like three, four spins with one jump. Yeah, <laughs> and um, you know, to um for that to work in our world, you know, to me, I kind of figure it, you know, for the Olympics or the world champs, you know, you, you want to peak at the right time to achieve some of those things. And same for those videos. It's not, it's not a luxury that we often have to do with in the film industry. You've got to do this day in, day out. Yeah. And, and, um, and you have to deliver, especially if you put that as a, as the flagship of your showreel that you can do all this stuff. And I know that I'm getting showreels with still people doing these amazing things from 10 years ago. And I'm asking the question, 
I'm interested in what you can do now. <laughs> um, you know, but it does, but it does start a conversation, and um, and hence wires and things that make you know, a big influence on martial arts players and our films. Uh, look on that. Um, the uh, just when it, how the foundation that you've had, and I must say, you know, you you've stood at, you've been at world champs. I mean, seven nine times you've been a world champ in um, in your field. Yeah, uh, I was in Taekwondo, and then a few, few other titles, few other titles in different um, martial arts organizations too. So, so if you're interested in what they are, Google it. Google it. I'm not going to spend time talking about his. Just it's there. It's I mean, there's plenty of articles online. But you know, having that sort of foundation, obviously, um, did um, was there a sense that you had to let go of some of it to sort of make it in the business? Uh, you know, because the, or did, just tell us through those early days because you know the because you came into a into a system you know there were people who were who may not have been seasoned martial artists but they were doing a lot of fighting on films they had they knew the film language and things like that and things are evolving all the time just what was your what was your what were you thinking in those early years it's like wow this is got a lot to learn or I'm like, yep I can do that just what was going through the, your brain at the time definitely because, yeah, definitely yeah. a lot to learn yeah definitely yeah. a lot to learn for me it's it's like um it's kind of like learning a whole different martial art in itself and it's nothing new that other people haven't said but it's like learning movie dough you know it's like the way of movie fighting it's it's related but different it it's it's amazing how on camera you can make it look like it's martial arts but to get that result is actually so different when we stand in front of camera what we what we have to do and how we achieve it we almost have to do the opposite a lot of the time um which is but i but i love that part of it i love that part of the craft and i love that kind of um wizardry and um yeah it's it's um yeah it's like a, a it's like a passion that i've enjoyed for the last um you know, a bit over a decade, 11 years or so. And um, yeah, I feel like there's so much more that I could explore. So I, I look forward to doing more of it, you know? Um, yeah. The, the um, and, and, and has it, has martial arts, what sort of foundation? Well, I, I know the answer really, but I want to, like from your perspective, we make martial arts from the stun guild point of view, an absolute necessity to start off. And not only, not only because of its, of the foundation that it gives you as a performer, but really from the point of view, we're a, we're a country that a lot of our work, at a start work, you, you need to fight if you want to make a living. 100%. Particularly, particularly fight, in this part fall, of the world. Fight, yeah, fall, fall. Swing a sword. Yeah. Swing a sword. Swing did, did, uh, how crucial was it for you having that? And then in terms of the, the work that you've done, and I know that you've dabbled other things. And I mean, you're an elf, you swung a sword, like, pace and uh, and um but you've done other things you know you've seen you've seen fights in the toilets like like i said recently you know you <laughs> hang out the skid of a helicopter while it was gunning it through the forest and all that sort of stuff but how much of a foundation was just martial arts in general in terms of where you're at now in the business mm. i th i think um i think that um there's like a there's like a parallel discipline that you could have for most of the elements that you find in film, but then they each have to be adjusted. So, you know, um, for film and TV, chicken, of course, you can use your Taekwondo, but you have to adjust it. 
for film and TV, hands and, um, you know, like a barroom brawl thing. You could use messy boxing, but again, you have to adjust it. Um, recently, you know, we've got a big growth in mixed martial arts. So that's something I've really enjoyed because the past 10 years, um, I've started fighting in mixed martial arts and being able to apply some of that for the screen, I've really enjoyed. We had a few elements on this last production with Jay, which was really cool. I enjoyed having a few of those elements, like a few chokes and takedowns and a bit of ground and pound. That was really cool. Um, and then, of course, weapon-based martial arts. Um, not that I'm telling you anything you don't know, but, I mean, falls-wise, we have basic break falls and rolls and all that stuff in martial arts, but they have to be, they have to be messy and look painful and they have to change, you know, um, to work. Um, so, you know, in some ways, all of it and also none of it. <laughs> it's, almost, it's almost like all of it, it could be applicable, but a lot of the time you just end up using the same things, you know? Um, really on the average production, it's, you know, just throwing a basic punch, a head cell, um, you know, swinging a sword, basic blocking, um, a side fall, a back fall, an Irish whip, um, um, a bit of acting, a bit of intensity. You know, that, that, that's, that's like, that's like stunt fighting one-on-one, you know? Yeah. Um, and I don't think you need to be a martial artist for that. I think it certainly helps you pick it up a little bit quicker, but I, I certainly think that a gymnast or a dancer could possibly even pick it up even quicker depending on their own particular, um, you know, talents. But mm. um, I mean, I look at some of the, the best we have and I look at them as, uh, you know, a lot of them are dancers or gymnasts. It's just incredible what they can do. I, um, yeah, yeah. Interesting you said, and you say acting, you know, like a lot of the, when you, you know, one of the movies that we really celebrate New Zealand is once War Warriors and, uh, and, uh, and in that you have Timura Morrison fighting Cliff Curtis, an actor that you and I both worked with recently, and you've worked with him in other times as well. The um, you know how you know I had this great conversation. Cliff goes, "Well, you know, I don't really need choreography. You know, this needs to be organic and, and real." And I, and I really want to celebrate that with him because you know he's just so believable. It doesn't matter what he does. No, you and, mean uh, yeah, you know, he's just so believable. And uh, you know, when another guy who in, in the way that he does his fights, he's, you know, he, again, I'm such a big fan of this. And you, it needs to be believable. And, uh, and I drive that over and over again. But when you combine believability with skill, you know, that, that, oh, that acting with a really solid base, like, uh, you know, we, you know, at one end of the spectrum, you've got people like Jackie Chan and um, Donnie Yen who are celebrated martial artists in their own, but yeah, they put the intensity in with their acting and, mm. uh, and, um, you know, it's just it's just such a, a it's a it's a it's a feast, isn't it? And um, and it and it aligns really well with their culture. And I'm I'm hoping that we get to do more stuff that aligns, you know, like celebrate some your your skills and combine it with acting that uh, align with with the appropriate culture that uh, that will slide right into. And um, and I think I think a movie like what we've just done. Um, you know, of course, we can't go into the details, but the fact that it's um, it, it's happening right in our back door here in New Zealand, and we're wearing clothes that people recognise, and and we're able to um, draw on skills that are relevant yeah. to those characters. And I, I, I found one thing I did uh, find that um, um, I think, from my observation, all the stunties who came on that really. Uh, uh, threw themselves into that world of, yeah. um, of, 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 the, of the script 
And um, was would that be true for you? Like you find there was a natural um, uh, chop. We don't need this. We don't need this. Water it down. But there was enough. Um, it, it felt to me like we were stripping things away from you. Like the, you had this big vault of skills that you could use, and it was a matter of pushing things aside, aside to this very basic yep. thing that was kind of like the director said it to me. Boy, what a journey we had with this sequence. I think we actually got it right today. <laughs> we actually, and it was like, because there was such a journey to shoot day with all the changes in the schedule and script. And, um, and uh, you know, there's guns and helicopters and things that um, people falling that, that shaped the, the world that we were, you know, that choreography and, tra- and then training that you and Tori put together. Yeah, I love Tori. He's my, yeah. my brother. Actually, we, we went back a long time, you know, me and um, Tori. So being able to work together closely on this again, um, you know, and collaborate, I enjoyed it so much. Like, he, he actually helped me prepare for a bunch of um, martial arts world championships back in the day. Like, back um, in the day. Many, many, many moons ago, like 15 years back, we were training together um, all the time. We'd be doing kickboxing when I was preparing to represent New Zealand in kickboxing or taekwondo or karate tournaments in Japan or he um yeah he and I go way back and his skills as a martial artist like I respect him so much so humble I think very underrated I uh, consider him like my martial arts and stunt brother big brother you know what I mean it's it's interesting uh you know like he was um you know I I'm very I'm very I'm I'm unashamedly said that he frustrates the crap out of me because he's so quiet (laughs) I said, Tori, what did you say? Anyway. (laughs) He was, um, I wanted to get him back on, but um, was he one of the people that got you into the business? Uh, How did did Mark find you just out of that? Because Tori Tori had started before you, right? Yeah, I actually, I actually think, um, I actually think Dana um, was the one that, yeah, I think she, she found Tori. Referred me to Mark Harris. Right. Gotcha. I think I think I think I, st- I think Tori and I started breaking into the industry around the same time. Myself, actually, a lot of people on this last production. Um, right. Act well, you know, um, similar-ish. Oh, probably a little bit before because she was on Spartacus too. Yeah. But similar sort of generation, I guess you could say. Yeah, for sure. Wow, and it's um, hey, well, look, um, the just um, over the next five years, you know, right now we're living in a world of COVID, you know, like um, obviously we're going to see um, you know, hoping to see you more and more in some of these in these roles and developing people, developing story, developing fights, and or in a, um, just because you have such depth, you know, where you're coming from, and you're rubbing shoulders with, um, you know, I. I try and tell everybody, you know, be a teacher. You know, you know more than, you know, you know more than, yeah, you know more than you think you know. And teaching is a great way to validate some of your knowledge. And I really want stunties to be able to teach. And uh, that comes naturally from you. And then over the next five years, you know, like uh, what's your thinking in terms of the film industry? I mean, uh, it's it's naturally growing for you. And uh, and I, there's, it's evident that the industry wants you. Um, you know, is there one, is there a few particular things that you were thinking that maybe 
you want to throw yourself into a little bit more of. Um, I definitely hope that um, fight choreography and, and training actors is one of those. Um, other areas? I think I think that's probably um, I think that's probably the biggest area. To be honest, Olgi, I think you've already nailed it. Like, um, I think I think since I was young, you know, I've I've naturally gravitated to that. So I feel kind of like this is a I don't want to say it's like a fate thing, but kind of, you know, mm. um, I think we move in the direction of our predominant thoughts and our and our energies, and so. Yeah, I, I look forward to doing more of that. Yeah. Um, very much enjoy empowering other people, like working with um, actors um, and being able to get the most out of them feels very parallel to training a martial artist or an athlete to perform at a championships and pull things out um, when they're under pressure. You know, mm -hmm. when, when the camera's on and you, you really only have a few takes to really nail something. And, and things change really quickly, you know, I, and to see that all come together and to see genuine um, gratitude from people and create genuine connection that, that goes beyond um, the financial side of what we do, that's, that's really satisfying for me. I love that. I really love that. And also to be able to be part of the creative process mm. really um, gets me pumped. You know, to be able to contribute to choreography and ideas and collaborate with um, with directors and coordinators and um, you know, get really get my hands dirty and mm. and and just be part of the process. Um, you know, and I, I think I think I have something to contribute in some places. I also think that you know um, there are areas that you know I definitely need the support from others, of course, mm. but um. So really, you know, I'm really looking forward to doing more of that. You know, I um, I read an article on you, and um, you were saying something very similar about martial arts, and, um, and there was a sense that martial art needs to be kind of transformative, you know, and, and, and using that word. And uh, you know, it's something I've thought a lot about. You know, and one thing I try and do in my job is to try and create the right environment where, you know, and I guess a way you can put it is that you know, if you. Um, your action is often determined by your attitude and your action. Your attitude can determine your actions. <laughs> yeah. And uh, those two work with each other. And uh, But also, but the environment's really important that you create so both those things can thrive in a positive way. And I think, you know, having a, a positive environment like your training center or even a film set. And I just, and I was, when I was reading your article, one thing that came clear was that there's this desire to, to make the experience transformative in a way that's just more than just the action itself. It's um, yeah. you got it, man. That's exactly yeah. right. Yeah. yeah, I think um, that's what made me fall in love with martial arts in the first place. You know, that there's there's something more to it. There's this internal battle that we're all waging with our lesser selves, and there's this weak lesser self that we have to constantly confront and. You know that we're we're that we need to reconcile ourselves with on a daily basis. You know, and so to be able to either progress in doing that more for myself or to help others to do so, that's you know that's where it's at for me. That's that's what makes me feel excited about doing this. Wow, you know that's that's amazing. And and, and look, I'm 
we don't need to go in much more. We'll do this again, definitely. But what a great, um, what a great way to finish our conversation. It's, um, and that can be true in terms of films. The film industry does not have to be cutthroat as we've grown up. And it, it can be, if you've got the right people, like yourself coming in with that, you know, the, the whole process can be, you know, it, it needs to be, it needs to be life changing. We spend so many hours doing it and we put our life on the line in some many cases on, you know, well, we, we are like those gags that literally push the boundaries. And uh, so, in, and they transform me as much as the, um, the process is transforming and the, so is the, the actual doing of it and, you know, the amount of, and, and also it makes some of those um, environments that you go to worthwhile, you know, it's something else to remember. To, that's one of the reasons I was really keen to just do the, some of the gags we did in Rural Talkie Valley because I've never been there. I don't think many film crews ever been to there. And for the locals who were there watching it were like, they were getting inspired about yeah. uh, their story. And I'm actually going down there next week again just to oh, go, awesome. hey, good day. <laughs> Brilliant. Yeah. So, uh, hey, well, look, um, thanks for tonight, man. And um, really just... Um, you know, I just really wanted, I didn't know where it was going to go talking to you. And I really just wanted to, you know, there's so much that we can talk about, stunts, martial arts, but, you know, Carl Van Roon is, you know, for everybody, watch the space, man. And um, and it's exciting. And um, um, I know for me, it was when I started in the business 25, six, seven years ago, there was nowhere in my worldview back then for what I'm doing today. <laughs> you know, <I'm, laughs> there's no, there's no in my worldview, but the, but the film industry opened up doorways and uh, and it's enabled me to sort of reach and do things, you know, beyond what I thought I could have done as a 22 year old back then. It really has opened doors. It's it's opened. It's closed some, but it's opened way more. And um, yeah, and somehow we managed to get paid for it. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's really cool. Hey, thanks, man. It's um, I know it's late. 